0: Hello and welcome back, family, to another rousing edition of Kingdom Goals Season 1. Today's episode is entitled Direction. And on this episode, we will look to examine, dissect, and determine the people, voices, and things that we have or continue to allow to rule or reign over us. From our thoughts to our fears and hopes, and even our decisions, Who are you allowing to run your life? But before we dive in, let's check up on some news headlines from this past week. So beginning this week, the federal government began mailing taxpayers their economic impact payments in the form of paper checks. Now, though many have already reported receiving these payments via direct deposit, for those who had no known bank account information noted on their 2018 or 2019 tax returns, their paper checks should begin arriving in their mailboxes in the upcoming weeks, while others may see theirs within the next month or two. However, there are some individuals who may have to wait until September to receive theirs by various estimates. So keep a lookout for them. They should be arriving shortly. Also, for those seeking unemployment, the U.S. Department of Labor has begun rolling out the PUA program, or also known as the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program. Now, Under regular government and state unemployment laws, people such as gig workers and those who deliver and or drive for companies such as Uber and Postmates, including 1099 independent contractors, employees of churches and nonprofits, or those with limited work history, do not usually qualify for state benefits, but may be eligible under this new program now what can be truly a godsend here for some is that according to most states even if you are simply eligible for just one dollar of unemployment benefits under the pandemic unemployment assistance program and yes family you heard that correctly one dollar in federal pua benefits Qualifies you as eligible for the weekly $600 supplement that will be backpaid from the implemented date of April 4th, 2020. This $600 supplement is referred to as the Federal Pandemic Unemployment Compensation Program, or the FPUC, and is an additional payment for all state and federal unemployment recipients affected by the COVID 19 crisis. So to recap, if you believe you may be eligible for your state unemployment benefits under the PUA program and have been denied for regular state benefits, you should have or will be receiving a direct email from your local unemployment offices directing you to apply for this new federal supplement. And if approved, you stand to receive no less than $601 per week so, if you haven't already, be sure to research, review, and assess your eligibility for assistance. In other news, this past week has marked the reopening of several non-essential businesses right here in my current home state of Georgia, of all places. <laughs> so these non-essential businesses, as they have been deemed, include beauty and barber shops tattoo parlors nail salons gyms and of all places family please try to imagine this for a moment massage parlors and as it now stands beginning tomorrow monday april 27th we'll also see the reopening of movie theaters and dining restaurants so As many may be able to imagine, if not from the national criticism that Governor Brian Kemp has received to this end, then at least from my own tone in discussing this issue, not everyone is too pleased with this decision. And for those of you who may be saying... Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Even Atlanta's own mayor, Keisha Lance Bottoms, has been respectfully vocal this past week across various local and national news outlets, expressing her disapproval and encouraging Georgia residents to do what is best for their lives and in the interest of their families. And she isn't alone. Several other public and elected officials from around the country have also shared their thoughts and disapproval. Their gripe, as my own, (laughs) is that they believe these steps to reopen Georgia's economy is too soon. With the number of Georgia's coronavirus infection rates still on the rise, many business owners have independently decided to remain closed, as they should, in my opinion. Again. (laughs) So as it now stands, we all have to take a wait and see approach to this and pray that unnecessary consequences don't stem from this gubernatorial choice. Okay now, but facts and figures aside, here's the real truth. Here's the deal. We all know that most people do not want to stay in a state of emergency-wide lockdown into the winter or longer, right? So we're clear on that. I think most of us can agree to that end. However, what are our alternatives? Well, according to a growing base of health and medical experts, there seems to be a consensus surrounding the beliefs that reopening states and the U.S. as a whole too early can have dire and far-reaching consequences. In a newly released NPR article published this week, the question of what would happen if the U.S. reopened businesses and normal with air quotes in tow and everything family, everyday activities up too fast is discussed. One of the contributing voices and opinions quoted in the article is a Dr. William Hanage, an epidemiologist and Harvard University associate professor who explains when asked, About the purposes of all these various models we keep seeing and these estimates, um, particularly focused on one such model that the Department of Health and Human Services drafted earlier this month, he explains that they really serve primarily as a tool. So a tool, he says, that can be used to discriminate between possible futures and guide your decisions in figuring out which you would like to avoid and how best you might avoid them. Now, Dr. Hannes continues that what these models truly boil down to is in trying to track a moving target, which in this particular case would be COVID-19, and it gives people the best advice in how to proceed. So now herein lies the drama for me, family. How do we go on from here? How do we move forward? I mean, with all the rhetoric and suggestions impositions, and, and advice, who do we follow, listen to, or trust at this time? There are so many competing voices speaking to us, making decisions in our behalf, and telling us what is best for our lives and families. But which way do we look? Well, I say we look up. The truth of the matter is, if we're paying close attention, we know that no one truly has all the answers, if any of the answers. Since the first reported infection of the coronavirus here in the US, we have just been playing catch up with a relentless and undeterred force. But I know someone who is equally relentless, and even more greatly undeterred than Corona. And his name is Jesus. Point blank, full disclosure, I don't know what will happen if and when states begin to reopen, businesses, social activities, schools especially, and other workplaces across the country. What fear tells me is that there will be utter and unfettered chaos. But if I buy into that narrative, I'm paralyzed, paralyzed by the what ifs, paralyzed by the growing sense of mistrust of governments and conspiracy theorists all around the world, and especially paralyzed by what I would see as an unknown future. Let me let you in on a little secret here. Come a little closer. Listen for a moment. Whether you agree with me or not, I'm kinda liking having my husband and children in one place for now. I mean, the exhaustive chores and sibling as well as marital disagreements aside, I thank God for our health, safety and blessings, especially during this time. We eat every day and most all meals together. We've prayed and have studied the Bible more together. We've done more talking, thinking, and experiencing together in these past six weeks than we've done in too long to remember. So how do I go back to what was? Why would I want to return to business, life, love, and family as usual? The truth is, I don't. Yet, I know that this much-needed time of deeper connection is but for a season. How long, I don't know. But what I do know is that I refuse to allow this season to be wasted. If you too, like me, find yourself wondering, wishing, and maybe even worrying about the future and life after Corona, then take heart. Though we may not know the hour, day, or month in which we will be able to get through this, What we can hold on to is that when all else and everyone else is out of answers, God is greater and still in control of it all. At this time in our lives and history, we must resist in allowing fear and man to rule over our lives and ultimate decisions. We must in turn look to and allow God to reign over all that pertains to our choices, relationships and future there is no other way family if there were i don't believe that the hunger that i've seen the needs and the valid frustrations that we're all experiencing now would exist if and let's just say for a moment if we could find the answers and satisfaction in what we've been told so far, what we've seen so far, and what we've heard, then there would be no need for panic, worry, or stress or care. We'd be all good, right? They got it. The government, our elected officials, our bosses in business, that stimulus check that's about to show up in my mailbox, our money in the bank, you know, we'll, we'll be just fine. But if we're honest, we know that that is not how many, if any of us feel right at this moment. In God's word, in Jeremiah 10:23, the prophet Jeremiah says, Lord, I know that people's lives are not their own. It is not for them to direct their steps. And how many of us, if we're being real, believers and non-believers alike can say that we have lived in completely the opposite way of this scripture running on our own timetables schedules and aspirations leading but leaving god completely out of the matters of our lives ripping and hustling busy and bustling with everything we thought was vital to our survival things that we see more clearly now have no and never had any bearings on our soul or our true salvation. If we haven't done so already, family, we must come to terms with the fact that nothing will ever be the same from here. And you know what? That's okay. It's not a bad thing at all. What if, and I say what if, because I want you to walk with me for a moment here. What if You were so important to the God of Abraham, Jacob and the maker of all creation that he allowed time to stop. What if God loves you? And yes, I'm talking right directly to you that are listening right now and me so much that he saw us, he watched us trying to, thinking that we were doing it all right, that we were simply trying to live and lead good lives and take care of our families, responsibilities, and all things in between. And as he watched us, as God wondered to himself, when, where, or how we were gonna allow him in, he waited patiently, lovingly, graciously, and he sent you word You may have had that tug, a little pull, you know, a tap on that shoulder. You know, he even began preparing you for the purposes of his heart. But we were too caught up in the pursuits of our own. Now, whether you believe that this is punishment from the Lord or that he sent this to pay us back for our iniquities, please know that Jesus already died for all of that in romans chapter 8 verses 1 and 3 in the amplified bible the apostle paul tells us that there is now no condemnation no guilty verdict no punishment for those who are in christ jesus who believe in him as personal lord and savior for the law of the spirit of life which is in christ jesus the law of our new beginning has set you free from the law of sin and death For what the law could not do, that is, overcome sin and remove its penalty, its power, being weakened by the flesh, man's nature without the Holy Spirit, God did. He sent his own son in the likeness of sinful man as an offering for sin. And he condemned sin in the flesh, subdued it and overcame it in the person of his own son, Jesus. For those who know and have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, we need only find solace in God's promises of protection, peace, and provision, especially during a time where it looks like something entirely different. And for those who aren't in Christ or haven't given their lives to Christ by confessing His saving grace and dying for and now living for us, it's not too late. The fact that you are still alive, breathing, living, and feeling means that you still have the chance and choice to make Jesus your personal savior and allow him and only him to reign over your life. The truth family is that whether you know it or not, you are making one of these two choices every day. When you choose to allow fear, people, money, and all other things that we let get in our way, or we decide to chase and run after. In so doing, we completely disavow God's glory, greatness, and grace in our lives. We actually redact his power and promises out of our story. And we ultimately are left with empty and unanswered questions. But when we choose faith, hope, and love, we are taking the initial steps that Jesus left us as an example of how to live. However, these steps alone are not enough. In order to believe a thing, to live and walk in it, we must be able to decree it, declare it, and profess it. And so the etymological or historical origins and meanings of these words are of vast importance. Stay with me here for a moment. If we look up the origins of the words decree, declare, and profess, what we find are the following. The word decree, we are told, stems from the Latin, meaning to decide. So ultimately, when we decree something, what we are doing is deciding or making a choice between options. Now, the word declare is also of Latin origination, and it means to make clear. So we can infer then that when we declare something we are ultimately affirming or thoroughly making clear what we have already decreed or decided Whew, that's heavy and finally the word profess which is also of latin root means to confess or declare publicly okay now okay now wait a minute so in other words when we profess something we are simply making our decrees and declarations known to others oh my goodness family that is awesome absolutely phenomenal so again what we can remember about these three words and their connection to accepting Jesus into our lives is that in first deciding or decreeing that we need and love Jesus we are choosing to allow him to be our savior in declaring this choice we are then in turn making this thoroughly clear or confirming our decision And finally, when we profess this choice, we are ultimately publicly affirming, speaking out, if you will, about our decision. (sighs) Let's just meditate on that for a minute. That requires some revision and some meditation. (laughs) Let's revise that in our mind. So though I truly don't believe that God made, created, or sent this time of disease, death, and isolation in the world, I know that whatever we are experiencing right now, no matter how great or small and irrelevant of our penchant ideologies, right, that we've held on to, our past beliefs that mean nothing now in this moment, we can now, and I mean this family right, right now, we can decide to look to the only one who can turn it all around for our good. Let's not be deterred by the state of our world at this time. Don't be dismayed by what it looks like and even what it may feel like right now. Instead, I charge you to choose to look up for your way out, family let us use this new and much-needed time of reflection and restoration to fall to our knees on this day and on every day that follows and to look directly into the face of all adversity and definitively declare as Joshua did in the book of his namesake chapter 24 verse 15 as for me and my house we will serve the Lord And if you haven't before, or even if you need to recommit to him today, and you know that you can't or simply won't go back to life just as usual, or if you know that you were created and saved for something greater, greater than what you could ever dream, hope, or imagine, and you believe that Jesus is the only way through and to greater, then repeat after me, Dear Heavenly Father, I know that I'm a sinner and that I have fallen short of your glory. But today I'm declaring with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. And I believe in my heart that you, Father God, raised him from the dead. I know that it is with my heart that I believe and am justified. And that it is with my mouth that I profess my faith in Jesus and am saved. Thank you and amen. Amen. Now, if you just repeated that prayer, you are now born again in Christ Jesus and are saved. Begin reading and meditating on the word of God and pray that he will enlighten and encourage you in his word. Please know that this makes none of us perfect, but that it begins our walk and new life with the one that is, Jesus. Though life here on earth will have its challenges, for in John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus himself told us that in this world, we would have trouble, but he comforts us through the gift of saying that we can take heart, for he has already overcome the world. So though life here will never be perfect, we don't have to be dismayed or anxious for anything. Because a life truly lived for and with Jesus will always be blessed and work out for our best. I pray that this episode of Kingdom Goals refreshed your mind, body, and soul. And I look forward to meeting with you again next week. Same day, same place, by God's grace. But until then, be sure to walk in the love and light of God. Because He cares for you. He has mighty plans to prosper you and give you hope and a future. This is Jessica Zarita Wilson. Till we meet again, family, peace.